When I fall, I got parachutes. 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 What you gonna say? What you gonna do? What you gonna gonna Is what they say true? And all these questions, I make sure I am still on top. And all these questions, I make sure this train is hard to stop. No matter what I say or do, no matter the song or two, it's me you cannot drop. I'm in a parachute up in the sky. I- I'm in a parachute. I'm soaring down. Parachute. I'm soaring down. When I fall, I got parachute. Politicize every song I sing. Tell you about a reality. You're living in a virtual reality. You're sucking on the tit that feeds you lies. Getting screwed by a system of ties to our demise. We are blamed. Why blame us? That's insane. All we know is pain. Control us for 300 years. Saw epitome of fears in a machine that broke us. Made us get out of focus. Preacher told us stop that hocus pocus. Look what we had. Our culture was just a fad. What they didn't still do is sad. It makes me mad. Why be racist? It's made us faceless. Made us into your slaves. Land slaves for your wage. In this first world country, you're the entitled. Repeat and recycle. Put more money in guns. We make war to be free. We make war to be free. Are we really? Giving it my all. Giving it my all. Gotta stand tall because I'm giving it Good morning. Welcome to Wake the F Up, 11 to 11.30 on Thursday mornings. My name is Christina and I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan and I use the pronouns he slash him. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory. The original lands of Anishinaabe, Nehiawak. Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Thanks, Karan. Um, so this is our third episode now of your uh, brand new feminist show here on UMFM, and we just wanted to kind of give some shout-outs to uh, the people that helped make this possible. So first of all, thanks UMFM for having us and uh, giving us the opportunity to uh, talk about some really important issues. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to my friend Chelsea, uh, who I met uh, while forest firefighting in BC this summer. Uh, I told her I was brainstorming ideas for the name of a feminist radio show, and she came up with it. Wake the F up. Big ups to her. Big ups to Chelsea. And also we want to give a shout out to Kelly Fraser. She's the name of the music artist. We use her music for our intro and outro music, and she's absolutely brilliant. I was actually lucky enough to hear about her early, like, early September at a pipeline rally, a rally opposing the construction of Pipeline 3. And she was there and she was leading us in singing some songs that she had written. And I went and I looked up her name and it turns out she has all this incredible music and she's a Canadian Inuk singer and she sings about stuff like resilience and staying strong and pushing back against oppressive forces and all the things that strive to bring her down. And she's really just an incredible artist. I would definitely recommend looking out for her. Yeah, and and truly, when we edit our show and put the intro and outro music, I can't stop singing along. I know, yeah, I rock out to it. It's something that Christina always has to stop, and she's like, "Okay, like people are waiting to record now. We gotta get out of here." So, yeah, uh, definitely ten out of ten recommend. We'll listen to on repeat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that's Kelly Fraser. She's Canadian Inuk artist. So, Karan, a lot happened this week. Yeah. A bit too much. Yeah. Bit too much, I would say. Yeah. So uh, this episode, we're going to spend some time talking about reproductive rights. So I kind of want to go over a little bit of what the 
pro-choice versus pro-life argument kind of looks like. So essentially pro-choice, which is the stance that we have, I'll say that right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So pro-choice will say that women should, or any person that is capable of carrying children, should have the right to choose whether or not they should have an abortion and should have access to the medical services that will make that possible. Whereas people who are pro-life or anti-abortion or anti-choice, which I will actually say anti-abortion or anti-choice because we as pro-choicers are not anti-life. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and it's very, very important to make that clear because mm-hmm. we're we're not anti-life. And I will also th- say that I don't believe at all that it should be called pro-life. Mm-hmm. I think it should be called pro-birth. Yeah, actually, and that's a good word for it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so the uh, the anti-abortion people will usually argue to some extent that fetus has rights, and basically the where we really butt heads is it'll come down to a debate of whether or not a fetus is a person yet, but we'll say that women are already people, and that's where we stand on that, and taking the choice away from a woman is just not how we're going to go about this. So a lot of people will be worried on where to stand on this argument because they're like, oh, well, you know, the anti-abortionists, they have a right to their opinion. They have a right to their free speech. But the fact is we, okay, as pro-choicers, we're not necessarily pro-abortion. We're saying have the option to get one. If you want to be anti-abortion, don't get one. No one is. No one should take that away from you. So when we say pro-choice, we're not saying everybody should get an abortion. We're saying that you can if you want to, and you don't have to if you don't want to. So really, this is actually the most neutral stance if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, do what you want, what you want with your body. No invitation, <laughs> it's a private party. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's really at the heart of that topic. And I know that we've been seeing some of that on our campus this week. Mm, and a lot of people might think that U of M is a little more, I guess, intolerant to these ideologies. But turns out that we still have these deeply seated patriarchal values that we that surface sometimes on campus. And we were deeply, deeply disturbed to see um, what was happening during Healthy Sexuality Week, ironically. That was super ironic, yeah. That was literally a time where we're spreading the word about being sex positive and consent culture and all of these wonderful things, you know, reproductive rights. And then in come these two men with this big sign that says bloody sexism on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see that and I'm like, okay, well... So, so I didn't know what their stance was yet. No, I'm like, okay, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm anti-sexist. So what? what's this? This sounds kind of interesting. And then you go over there and you talk to them. And they're like, well, did you know that 92% of Canadians are against sex-selective abortion? What do you think on it? And then either they're opening this dialogue with you. And I'm like, well, the first thing I said was, okay, well, of course that's wrong if people are getting an abortion because they find out that it's going to be a female that's sexist and that is wrong. But the answer to that is not to take away a woman's choice. The answer to that is actually to combat sexist culture. Right, right. And the the very weird part about that is that Christina was actually tabling for her feminist group, UM Craft. Yeah, literally ten feet away. And and I and I see this sign and I'm like, oh okay, like healthy sexuality week. Okay, maybe they're combating sexism, yeah, right? Exactly. And I go up to Christine and I'm like, 
hey girl, so what what's this about? And she's like, I don't know, but I'm kind of getting some pro life vibes. Pro life vibes, and and I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> what now? Um, and I was I was pretty peeved at this point because you're literally honestly the light left your eyes like yeah (laughs) you should have seen me it was it was a lot to handle and i walked up to christina and i asked that and then after that she was like do you just want to go ask them what what they're doing ask them if they're pro-life and and i was like hell yeah like i let's just go let's just go there right now let's see what they're what they're about and and i walk up to them and i'm like hey dude like i'm not interested in discourse of any kind right now because i have class and i didn't uh, i just really didn't want to talk to them about Which it it's totally legit and i said i just i just want to know like is this pro-life or pro-choice and he hesitated he really hesitated for like five minutes he just gave us this whole spiel of how um he was like that's not what we're talking about today yeah yeah and he was h- hiding behind this anti-sexist argument and I was like, okay, okay, I see your points. I see your points. But why are you here? Yeah. What is the point of this? Exactly. And, and then, and, and, then and then he revealed that, oh, well, we're this group called, uh, what's it called? Creating a culture of life. Culture for life. Yeah, culture for life, right. And, um, well, inherently, we believe in pro-life. And I yeah, was like, like, that's their stance as a group. And I said, okay, well, you have a great day. Um, I will see you later. And I took the flyer that they were giving out and the flyer had disturbing images of It had very graphic imagery on it. Yeah, and there was like Well, it had some facts about sex selective abortion and it was it just showed the I honestly didn't take a good look at it because I was just so put off by mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And they were giving this out to people. It doesn't matter what argument I have. I'm not going to start handing out disturbing images to people who are just walking by and trying to go to class. Mm-hmm. And you know, they'll say their argument, they'll say that well, we're just we're we're engaging people in consensual discourse and consensual conversation, but does a person do are they warning every person before they hand out that piece of paper that it has a really disgusting like photoshopped image definitely and and this is a conversation that they've been they've been uh, known to since a few years now oh yeah people I have remember told in my them. first year like five six years ago on campus they had this huge setup and and people have told them stop giving out these images yeah stop that yeah and and I was just so upset by it. We see these flyers and we're pretty upset by it. And we get Amsu to step in and they ask us to stop giving these flyers out. And and again, they just seemed stunned by it as yeah. though they had been asked to, I don't know, donate a kidney or something yeah. in that moment. And and it was just shocking to see how much how how sexist inherently they were that they weren't able to see what we're trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. And I and I go up to them and I'm like, why are you hiding behind this anti-sexist rhetoric mm-hmm. and saying that, well, what about her life? Well, what do you mean what about her life? What about what about the woman's life that what about that, the woman's going to get destroyed by this? Like yeah. what what are you talking about? I just don't understand because if you are using sexism as a vessel to just say that abortions should not be allowed just as opposed to saying that just say you hate women and people who should have the right to have abortion and and just go why why are you hiding yeah like 
If you're pro-life, just say that. If you're anti-sexist, just say that. But the thing is, I don't think they're anti-sexist because another excellent point that you brought up while you were speaking with them, you were like, well, if you want to say that you're anti-sexist, why aren't you defending other rights of women? Why aren't you talking about other women's issues? You brought up sexual assaults. You know, what else did you bring up? You said a few things. I I also said how like 57% of Indigenous women face assault of any kind and what about that? Why aren't you bringing that up? And mm-hmm. and to that to that the the guy said, "Well, we're just going to take take all these issues one at a time. We can't face all of them at once." <laughs> and I said, "I'm never going to see you bring up these issues." Exactly. You're never going to talk about sexual violence. No, because that's not what they're there for. They're You're, there to hide behind that. Literally pulling in people that I, I can pretty confidently say we'll probably be at the opposite end of the political spectrum from them. Pulling them in. Oh, most definitely. And and what's what peeves me to the max is that the president of that club is a self-identifying male. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't see any women out there handing out flyers on why they think people should not get abortions. It's always men there. And you know what? Even if I do... I'm sorry. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? If you don't want to get an abortion. Don't get one. Don't get one. No one is forcing you to. Pro-choicers are not saying that, well, every time a baby is born or is about to be born, get an abortion. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're saying at all. So why are you going against this and saying, oh, we're creating a culture of life because what you're doing is actually killing all these babies. (sighs) That's not what we're saying. You don't want to have an abortion. Don't go right ahead. Don't get one. Exactly. And you're entitled to that choice. No matter who you are, no matter what you believe, if you don't want to get one, I'm not going to try to convince you that you should. But if someone needs to get one or wants to get one. hmm, They should have the access. It's their choice. Exactly. Why are you taking that away? If you are going to bring up a religious argument and say, well, that's a sin. Well, you're not sinning. So. How is it affecting your life? Exactly. And like the religious thing, yes, we have rights to our religious freedom. But the thing is, you're actively impinging on the rights of other people. Again, if you're anti-abortion and that's part of your religion, don't get an abortion. But you are actually pushing your beliefs on other people who may not share your religion. So that is that's actually attacking other people's rights. And that's why that's not right. And and again, if you are pro-life then you really need to act like you're pro-life. I want you to be out there supporting women, not just by giving them these diapers and all of these, um, I don't know, maternal care uh, items that that'll be useful for them in the first couple years of a baby's development. I want you to be there until that baby's gone off to college and you've paid for tuition. Mic drop. And, I, and again, I, I went on to their Facebook page, the group that was promoting this. Right. And I saw how they do these like incredible things like giving out diapers and like things like support for single parents, et cetera, et cetera, which I think right. is fantastic. Yeah. Good. That's please support people. People need th- these kinds of supports. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to say that you're creating a culture of life by merely providing these basic needs just the needs that people have in their early life without having any care for whether people have rights later on in their lives 
then I'm sorry, you are not creating a culture of life. Mm-mm. Just say you're creating a culture of birth and after that, you don't care what happens. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's a culture of birth because if you're if you're for a culture of life, where's your anti-violence dialogue? Where's your anti-assault dialogue? Where's, you know, all of these things that actually contribute to quality of life and surviving and... Surviving, seriously. <laughs> literally surviving and ensuring that everyone survives their and, whole life and it it's not that hard to just say what you believe in and the fact that you're hiding behind this thing that appeals to most people when you put the words bloody sexism it it to me it gives me a symbol that okay maybe you're anti-sexist yeah and you're trying to talk about sexism yeah so you're hiding behind this rhetoric that is appealing to most people because a lot of people at least on this campus i would like to say are woke and Mm -hmm. would be inclined to go engage in conversation with you Mm -hmm. and if you know that and if you know that you need to hide behind there behind this anti-sexist rhetoric isn't that telling of how messed up your ideology is i think so if you are so ashamed of your own beliefs Maybe you should look into them and see, hmm, why is this something that is perceived so, so strongly, strongly as something that is very pejorative in nature? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just I really can't get over how reluctant he was to tell us that they are pro-life. They didn't want to talk about it because they know it's going to be received negatively. (laughs) It's it was really, really frustrating. Because I had a simple question. Are you pro-life or are you Mm pro-choice? And he was like, well, we're talking about sexism here. We're not talking about pro-life today. And it's like, well, (laughs) well, you kind of are. What's your motivation here? And you know what my friend actually pointed out? What they're doing is gaslighting. And that's such a good point. Please talk about gaslighting, Christina, please. Yeah. So gaslighting is when you are actively harmful to a person. And this this can apply in, you know, this is a term that's usually used in relationships. But say one partner is verbally abusive to another partner, for example, and then they deny that that ever happened or they are like, why would you accuse me of that? Are you calling me a bad person? You must be crazy. And over time, this can actually make the person that has experienced this feel like they're crazy because they're experiencing this abuse and essentially being convinced that it never happened. So it creates this cognitive dissonance. So that's exactly what this group is doing. They're saying, oh, like like the second that he brought up when I was speaking with this mm-hmm. person, he was like, well, does that mean that we should ban sex selective abortion? And immediately, like, I just get this knot in my stomach and I'm like, oh, like you are that like it's it's that sense of cognitive dissonance that they're Mm -hmm. creating they're attacking they're bringing up something that you care about and they're trying to turn it against you and it's just it sickens me to my stomach yeah the whole well so you're saying that her life doesn't matter her who who is she what's her at i've never met her yeah the the clump of cells that science says it exactly is? and what if we want to talk about her how about the woman carrying the baby how much do you actually care about her and her rights clearly not enough mm-hmm. to say that she should be entitled to make her own decisions rather than face your religiously motivated dogma if girl if you're not gonna pay for that kids schooling anything else that they require throughout their lives whatever they're they're motivated to do if they're motivated to go to college are you gonna pay for that tuition because that's expensive Mm -hmm. if you didn't know 
here it is. <laughs> College tuition is expensive. Yeah. So if you are not going to be, I don't know, helping that kid out, then don't advocate for that kid's birth. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want a baby and you don't want to kill that cluster of cells that you think is a, a life, go for it. Have yeah. have your own. Yeah. Have No one's stopping you. Great. You got your rights. Go for it. Mm-hmm. But why are you infringing on mine? Exactly. And that's what it is. So as you mentioned earlier, a really good point that you brought up, you were talking about how uh, 50%, uh, what is it, 57% of Indigenous women have faced, what is it, sexual violence? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sexual violence or assault. Abuse. Or -hmm. abuse. Or, you know what, actually, I'm sure if we just included abuse in that statistic, it would probably be a little bit higher. Higher, for sure. Yeah, last week had Orange Shirt Day. We had it on campus last Friday, and an Orange Shirt Day itself was on Sunday, September 30th. And basically, Orange Shirt Day is all about honoring residential school survivors and moving forward in the spirit of collaboration and reconciliation. I was actually able to go to the Orange Shirt celebration that we had here on campus, and it was really great. So. I come up and I was just, I was entering in a little late because I had just come from class, but basically everyone, you know, they wore their orange shirts and apparently the the origin of the orange shirt is that there was a child that had this beloved orange shirt that was actually taken away from them when they were put into a residential school. So we wear orange shirts in honor of that. And everybody was marching around the university together. And, and then we came back into the, the Helen Glass building and there were some speakers and there was actually a woman who talked a little bit about her experience because she was in a residential school as she was a child. And, and she really insisted that we need to be able to have these conversations and I know I'm really not doing any justice by describing this I mean you know like I'm a white woman and I don't want to speak for anyone and I can't I can't accurately account for their experiences but I I do really really agree that this is something that people need to be talking about so I would encourage people to just sit down and do some reading read about some people's experiences read about what happened because imagine if when you were just a child you were taken away from your family and you weren't allowed to speak your language you weren't allowed to do any of the things the traditions that have been passed on for generations and generations and you're just stripped of your identity and then for the rest of your life everyone wants to just pretend that it never happened you would want to be able to tell your story so I would really encourage you to sit down and just kind of take a moment and hear someone's story. I'm sure they're, you know, just Google it, something. They're out there. And then after that, they did some dances. There was a hoop dance and there was, I think, jingle skirt dance, something along those lines. Mm. And they, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. They came and they were sharing their culture with us, which is just absolutely spectacular because like indigenous people, they're, they're a post-apocalyptic people and they're still coming together and they're still they're rebuilding their culture in spite of everything that is up against them and they're healing they're healing that's all we have this time around we have a few minutes left so we'll share this tune by that fantastic artist we were talking about earlier kelly fraser the canadian inuk artist we let you listen to the we'll let you listen to the whole song this time i really encourage you to listen to the lyrics and appreciate the power and resilience behind them Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Care. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week, 11 to 11.30 on 101.5 UMFM.
remember the day someone told me a gun Never thought something was ever wrong I said, no way, I'm used today I don't understand I don't understand Thought I did everything I can Everything I could Never thought you would Always thought you was gonna be there I didn't know about the nightmares I didn't know, but I was so scared What am I gonna do now? Now you're not around You ain't gonna be proud no more Why would you leave when I need you here for strength To be awake Can't believe you saw me at my lowest I just want you to know this Even though I wanna die Even though I cry I'll stay strong and hold on I will stay strong and hold on It won't be too long till the storm passes Then the rain dries Just like the tears in your eyes Life can give you a surprise the pressure is high I understand the pressure you had Man, you was our dad Lost a child, I can't imagine Left a wife, bills are racking Four daughters, a mother and a brother We still love you and still get blue But I know how you would want us It's hard, it still haunts us I stay strong not cause of me I stay strong for those who love me I'll never commit suicide, even if I wanna die Till I'm old in the land of ice and snow I know where I will go I will thrive, I will strive Most importantly, I will survive I try to drown it out, try to talk it out Lost in the crowd, I sing, scream and shout But I'll never die Man, I hate suicide But I can't hate the ones who did it That just passed my limit Sometimes I don't blame them I couldn't save them It makes me sad, makes me feel bad But we can't control those around us Depression or mentally ill These are just a couple that can kill Let's get some help I know I'll need some myself I will stay strong and hold on It won't be too long till the storm passes Then the rain dries Just like the tears in your eyes Life can give you a surprise That good and in the hood The pressure is Then the rain dries, just like the tears in your eyes. Life can give you a surprise, bad and good. And in the hood, the pressure is high.